Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me at the table is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You think I know the pace of how quickly you do that opening? Enough time to where I could take that beer, that sip of beer that was sorely needed to get ready for the next two weeks of my life that people are hearing, which is you and me talking about three goddamn hockey movies with the only goddamn hockey person in my life. Four. I mean, four. Three today. Oh right, <laughs> three today, three three to, three today over the course of two weeks. I, I saw they can't see, and with a visual joke on a podcast, the enemy is Augie. <laughs> I'm ready to fucking talk some hockey. Augie's wearing a uh, a hockey mask helmet. I don't know what the fuck they're called. Drinking a Yingling. This is going to be a fun episode. Uh, well, it's, it's hard to do both. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, like you fit thicker through thinner. Um, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> if you're new here. It's Augie August. Uh, we have a guest star series where every single month we... Have one episode. One episode with Maybe one person. Episodes. But in the case of it's so goddamn long for him to join us. And because he wants to watch and do so many things... He's here with us for a whole month. We're recording this on July 26th. You're not hearing it until the middle of August. Only, only Augie. Could we pre-plan to record two episodes in the span of three days in July for August to have them potentially be canceled the day before and then he end up being early to record when we set up to record that same day? Yep. You are... By the fucking science experiment. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add to my misery, his internet is unstable. <laughs> you were saying it looked like it was a really funny joke. No, you're not going to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, surprise, surprise! That the next time we record, uh, I know we had it originally scheduled for a certain date. Things may be moving around, so stay tuned. Well, we are still available <clears throat> any other day this week except Friday. If you are, then great. If not, we'll do it when we get back from both of our vacations. Because Samantha and I are going on vacation. I think we mentioned it last week. Uh, I don't remember what order we record these in, so I can't tell you when we said what. Our recording schedule has become like a Tarantino film. Uh, when people are hearing this, you are in Miami. I'm already back from Ohio. But neither one of those things have happened from when we're recording this. Uh, also, schedule-wise, I need to write this down because we've had a reminder on our Alexa for over three months now, specifically for Never today's mind. episode with Augie that just went off. And if we forget to ask him, I will get very, no, very here. upset. Have you have it? Perfect. So please don't forget that. 
Augie, what else has been going on in your life over the past week in everyone's uh, uh, history? Oh, man. Just everything. You came back from a vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to I went to Vegas. Um, and uh, that was probably, that was my, I think my fourth time to Vegas and by far the best. Uh, I'm not much of a gambler. I'm not much of a, you know, strip club kind of guy whatever so i took the girlfriend because she graduated nursing school we rode atvs i've never ridden an atv before it's like a jet ski but on land uh it was fucking fantastic um i went to some neon museum i went to some mega mart which i think you guys the two of you especially would love look it up called it's called mega mart it's an area 15 in vegas 100 percent, you need to go there I'm very uh, also ATV sounds like something you've gotten at one point in your life. Also, I want an Augie dictionary. I'm like, what's an ATV? Oh, it's like a jet ski on land. <laughs> it just go land. Uh, went to Zion National Park, did a couple hikes. That was awesome. And I uh, was going to jump off the building in uh, the stratosphere. But the way the, the weather came and, you know, go figure. I, I'm in fucking Las Vegas for a little bit and it rains in the goddamn desert. So, Yeah. <laughs> You are a goddamn unicorn. Yeah, we've been to Vegas once. I'm dying to go back. It's been, man, almost, it's been like eight years since we've been to Vegas. That's way too long. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll be back someday. Uh, so one thing, so this is a two-part episode for everyone's listening. Uh, that's why the, the title is The Mighty Ducks Film Franchise or Film Series, Little Fuck Outside Part 1. We're not going to specifically go over like like one and half a two and then half a two and three. And we're just going to talk about the franchise and cover it all. Oh, Split it at whatever and, time's appropriate. We're going to talk about all of it right now, Augie. So don't worry. Yes. But for the people listening, it's going to be a little bit split. split up. Oh, Augie's like looking at his notes. And what notes? He didn't watch the movies. <laughs> He's been in Vegas. <laughs> he took notes, but I told him in advance. Augie's lived these movies. Yeah. If there's one person that I will forgive not watching the movies in advance. It's Augie watching the three Mighty Ducks movies and Slapshot, which we're doing in two weeks' time, because he's seen them probably more than any other movies in his entire life. But the movie Correct. that Augie has seen once... <laughs> Correct. The, the movie that Augie has seen once, that I've seen twice, I want to make sure we carved out a good five minutes on that oh, we discussed uh, on a recent episode, that. was I wanted to get on record Augie's thoughts for the most recent movie that I watched twice already... Yes, you know. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Not even cats had that. Which will be. Augie just dropped something. Augie is a mess now. I'm I'm empty on my pockets because I'm about to. (laughs) Whatever. Go ahead. (laughs) You know what that means. You almost made the same spit on the floor. You almost made the same spit on the floor. spit all in my purse. That would have been awful. Augie, I don't think you liked it. No, I. Fucking hated it, man. Really? Um, Yeah, I hated it. And I tried going in. Actually, I tried going in with like zero expectations or actually low expectations because I saw some of the commercials and I was like, oh, man, I don't think it's going to be good. So it wasn't like I was let down. I was just like as bad as I thought it was going to be. It went even worse. I, I did not like it at all. I thought it was horribly acted. I thought the jokes were not funny. I thought... I mean, you name it, and it just, uh, like, well, you just need to get off LeBron's dick is what it is. I'm, I'm off LeBron's dick. I think maybe it's because we saw it with our four-year-old. You know, no. Yeah, maybe it's. Eyes, you know. So here, so here, <laughs> Augie, Augie is very much in the vocal majority about it. I 
in you and even uh the podfather rich i mean we had a brief facebook conversation uh-huh, about it uh-huh. and he enjoyed it for what it was right you know I, I had low expectations as well i just think that everybody needs to go back and watch the first space jam <laughs> and, and realize okay. who you were at that point in your life and what rose tinted glasses you have on about the original space jam if you flip yes honestly you'd feel exactly the same way see that i disagree there because the thing is like i put that into perspective i took that into consideration i actually watched space jam probably like two months ago Mm -hmm. um and and i and as i was watching i was like man i definitely remember this being better so you know what i mean like it's something when you're a kid i get it but I, I still think that the old Space Jam did a much better of a much better job of first of all hiding, uh, like okay, let, let's be honest, most professional athletes can't act, yes. and I think the first Space Jam did a much better job of hiding that fact with Jordan. He didn't have as long, he didn't, he didn't. I don't think he spoke nearly as much as LeBron. He wasn't as much of a point of the story as LeBron. Um, the same thing with the kids, like. The kids make an appearance in the first Space Jam. Like, you see Jordan's kids, but this LeBron thing is, like, the entire plot line. None of them – and, and on top of that, again, maybe I was looking at it weird, but the, the plot itself and just the stories, I just thought in the new Space Jam was much more convoluted, whereas it was a little bit more clear-cut in the first Space Jam. And then overall, because it's a goddamn cartoon, the jokes, the funny, like, the little quips, this and that, like – First Space Jam was way better with the jokes. I mean, granted, they also had Bill Murray to help that out a lot. But yeah. this up, this last one, it was the jokes were terrible. And I thought I love Don Cheadle. I love Don Cheadle, but not in this movie. He's a terrible villain. I oh man, so I, so I think Don Cheadle was the best part of the movie. Uh, I do agree that there are a lot of lowest common denominator jokes that pander to like the mass audience more so than the original Space Jam. But I think a lot of those were in the commercials that were leading up to the movie, like all the granny stuff and all like the silly, like players getting injured jokes and stuff. I thought that, of course, it was a massively product placement, IP centered, let's make ourselves be more important than we are, Warner Brothers device that, basically just turned into oh i'm just gonna like look in the background and see what i can find but i did really enjoy the warner brothers this is all spoiler by the way because at this point it's been like three or four weeks if you haven't fucking seen it go fuck yourself um the recruitment scene i thought was the funniest scene either space jam movie period when they're going and plucking the other characters out from the other movies i thought that was legitimately clever and well done same thing with the michael jordan cameo in the second movie i did not expect and i thought that was very well done Those two things go a very long way with me on top of the fact that this movie actually had convoluted as it may be more of a story. Plus it had a heart. The first one I was just begging for like a two minute scene of Michael Jordan, like talking to bugs about his life, you know, and like them, like being bros. Michael Jordan honestly doesn't want to be there. (laughs) Like he's just there because he has to be there. Like, in this movie, it felt like there was more of a connection between the characters. So that's why I ended up liking it a little bit. They didn't erase the first movie from existence, which is what's right. <laughs> Rich's point of, like, why do people hate this movie so much? So Right. It wasn't, it wasn't, a, a, it wasn't a remake of it. It was 
like the first one still existed in right the canon of this movie like you see it scrolling on the screen when um when the guy's talking about it but what is that i thought it had a bug crawling on me but it was just like old pizza uh <laughs> <laughs> is your pizza's crawling on you no no it was like the wind i don't know my point's all invalid now the wind the wind in, in your living room the wind okay cool if you came to this podcast and you had on your bingo card Augie actually having thoughts about a movie, <laughs> you win. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> I appreciate everything that you said. And I get it. But I didn't go into this movie thinking this is going to be some Oscar-worthy movie. Like, I knew it was going to be shit. And it was better shit than I thought. I mean, that's plain and simple. It made me laugh at a couple parts, and maybe it was because I was with she loved it. Um, but I'm, you know, I, I, I I'm not looking. I'm, I'm not looking for an Oscar-worthy, you know, Space Jam. I'm looking for a fun Space Jam, and to me, that wasn't as much fun. It wasn't Looney Tunes. It wasn't whatever. I don't know. Look, the thing is, technically, the target audience. Well, I guess I'm the second part of the tar- target audience because we're 90s kids and yes. we're actually part of target. But the real target audience is the kids. If Jillian liked it, great. But like, I don't like, I'm like, you know, uh, how how's the Rotten Tomatoes for kids rating? I don't know. Like, how like who rates? <laughs> how do you find out if the kids are if all the kids are enjoying this that or not? Like, I don't. That is a million dollar Shark Tank idea. That is a million dollar Shark Tank idea, but you yeah. Can- Kids like it by how much money it makes because they're the ones who drive consumerism. It's called Watten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's a W instead of an R. Yeah. <laughs> this episode of movies you can find us never again ever. Uh, so to segue now, Watten uh, Tomatoes. You should really so, copyright that. So don't air this. Yes, hundred uh, no, percent. Edit this out, mullet. Damn it. Uh, and then kids just click if they liked it or not. That's it. And then we just do the math. Whatever, we'll figure it out. So one of my my two main habits after watching a movie is I, I go on uh, the movie subreddit and I look at all the comments and like Easter eggs and, and stuff. But also I go to Wikipedia and I like read the plot synopsis and also like the background. And I hadn't done it for this movie until today, actually. And it had the background of like all the other space jams they almost made, which I think oh, we went over. Yeah, we talked about this. There almost was a skate jam with Tony Hawk. There was almost a race jam with Jeff Gordon. There was almost a Tiger Woods space jam. There was No, a- no, what would the name of that one be? You can't be uh, race jam. Chip jam? Like I don't fucking know. Um drive jam? Uh Jackie Chan almost did one that was just totally unrelated to sports. <laughs> but then they also, the one I never heard about until just today, was they almost did just a flat-out sequel with Michael Jordan again. And they designed and created, like, the new alien, like, like the new villain who was going to replace Slackhammer. It was going to be voiced and motion-captured by Mel Brooks. I was like, where the fuck was that version of That would have been great. But, alas, we never got it. Uh, so my question is, Augie, what would the hockey Space Jam be called and who would be in it? Oh, hmm. what would it be called? I mean, like, Skate Jam was already taken by Tony Hawk. Um, you could still recycle it. No, you man. Can't. Slap Jam. Slap That's probably what it would be. Okay. It would probably be like Slap Jam. My guess, my other idea was uh, going to be Wayne Jam. <laughs> it's just Wayne Gretzky in it. <laughs> That's the, and and that's the, yeah and it, it, if you're gonna get somebody it's gonna have to be Wayne Gretzky uh, or if you do it nowadays 
I'm sure you well, do you know who's like kind of regarded as like the top hockey player currently in the NHL? The Dwayne last Gretzky. <laughs> a Dwayne. <laughs> uh no, the last the last two famous hockey players that I know are Ovechkin and uh the other fucking guy, Crosby. And I'm sure those guys are like in their late thirties now and probably suck. Still yeah, they were both drafted around. They were both drafted around the same time, and Ovechkin's head is completely gray hair now. So yeah, perfect. You're on. You're on. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're your thumb on the pulse. Uh, it would be Connor McDavid. Who? Connor McDavid or the fuck uh, is that? Connor guy? McDavid is like <laughs> who the fuck is this? Guy? Well, name Connor. It works. Yeah, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, any of these guys. So you, but you Connor McDavid is probably right yeah, one way. We yeah, would never know. Exactly. I don't know baseball. I barely know football players' names. If they don't play basketball, I don't know. Uh, I barely know wrestlers' names anymore. <laughs> Botswoggle, still uh, your arcadeaudio.net. <laughs> well, let's get into it because we have three movies and some some long-winded uh, people on this podcast to go over them. So we're going to read the box to all three movies now, get them out of the way. Uh, Samantha drew the short straw here. She has to read it. Uh, Mighty Ducks and D3. I'll be reading D2. Uh, the reason why this is a big uh, point of contention is we have our reading challenge which i'm currently getting dominated in yeah uh losing by three three, but it's still very early so uh samantha please take it away with the package to the mighty ducks a definite winner says the movie minute that's the ringing endorsement the mighty ducks he's never coached they've never won together they'll learn everything about winning Says Jeffrey, says Jeffrey Lyons. No. Um. This comedy gets an A, says ABC TV Los Angeles. Uh, that's a one. Why? Los Angeles. You, Los what? Angeles. Los Angeles. What did she say? She said Los Angeles. That's not how you say Los Angeles. Oh, oh my. All right, but that's just the way that she says it. But you do say it like it's spelled with L-U-S there in San Los Angeles. Or L-U-Z to be more accurate. Help but cheer, says the San Francisco Chronicle. I've never noticed. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard about you. That's so really? weird. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard that before. We have to get a divorce. <laughs> you I say it the same way I always say a word. Like, I've never. I, I, that doesn't count. Bullshit, go ahead. Screen favorite, Emilio oh, Chavez, Stakeout, Young Guns. You can't interrupt me when I'm doing this, Augie. It's a lot of pressure. Sorry. Stars in The Mighty Ducks. The hilarious comedy that made moviegoers stand up and cheer. Truff top. That's one. Damn it. Trial lawyer Gordon Bombay Estevez never loses. But when he's slapped with a community service assignment, he must coach a ragtag team of peewee hockey players who can't skate, can't score, and can't win. Reluctantly, Bombay takes on the assignment and soon realizes that there are more important things than winning. Armed with this new attitude, feathers fly as Bombay and the Ducks battle along to the toughest game of their lives. That's one. Technically, should be two. It's not two. What is that it's one more time one. for me? Just read that one it's more time. Los Angeles. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's not how people say it, so it should count as no, two. That's if we're getting the dialects, then that's like. Uh, D two, the Mighty Ducks. It, Sorry, it's okay. fine because if Sam is putting up a no, if Sam is putting up a ruse and really doesn't pronounce it like that, now she has to keep that up for the rest of her life. 
Oh, you must believe I'm going to start like, hey, hey, real quick. Uh, uh, who does LeBron play for? The Lakers from where? Like, I'm just going to fuck with her and make sure it's consistent. Uh, twice as many laughs as the original, says Jeffrey Lyons. Fuck. <laughs> I just pulled a rewrite out of my ass. That's what we're doing this. Sneak previews. D2 rates an A, says 60-second preview. Duck Power triumphs again, says the American movie classics. Oh, AMC. Just say AMC TV. <laughs> when everyone's favorite peewee hockey team returns to the ice for more slap shot action and slapstick laughter. The Mighty Ducks are thrilled to be chosen to compete in the Junior Goodwill Games as Team USA. They'll be facing off against the best teams from all over the world, including the meanest team that ever sliced up the ice. The fucking uh, the Flyers from the 70s. Uh, are they out of their league? Has Coach Bombay, Amelia Mestavez, let the big game? Fuck, that's ah! one. Let the big time go to his head, forgetting that it's just a game. But when a street hockey gang teaches the Ducks to get tough, the coach remembers how to have fun. He's not even there for that. And the Ducks show the world the true meaning of <laughs> duck power. So we're tied. Now read the third one. Oh man, I just saw the review from the front and that movie reviewer, hopefully, oh no, it's an entity. I was like, they should be fired for what they're about to say. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get through this. D3, the Mighty Ducks. Far and away, the best ducks yet. Look like the fuck out of here. <laughs> KNX Radio slash CBS Radio. Okay. Is that like a subsidiary? I don't know. Packed with action, slapstick, hijinks, and all the glorious stuff of the movies, says the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> Some old Jewish man. Oh, all the stuff of the movies is in this one. In awe of this review, Emilio Estevez and the original Ducks are back in this fast-moving comedy starring the most popular <laughs> hockey team in movie history. After the Ducks win scholarships to a snooty private school, Coach Bombay Estevez announces that he's moving on to green, greener pastures with the Goodwill Games. Shortly after the team arrives at Eden Hall Academy, they inherit a new coach who turns out to be their worst nightmare when he strips Harley Conway, Joshua Jackson, of his position as captain. Then, with their scholarships on the line, they face their toughest rival, the 10-time championship varsity team. The Ducks and their opponents engage in a series of hilarious pranks to warm up for their battle on the ice. And in a thrilling and climactic third period battle, the Ducks must prove why they are called the Mighty Ducks. The quack attack is back, says USA Today, and D3 will have you and your family cheering. So Damn gained, it! So I gained one. That was terrible, that third <laughs> one. Yeah, I don't know why, like, you don't have to watch the movie if you just pick up the DVD and, wa and like, read it. Like, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we know it's going to go into the third period of the final game. Cool, I'll just fast forward. Hey, honey, should we buy this? Well, I don't know what the point is. The first two periods don't matter. <laughs> so It's like the first three quarters in basketball. I, I find it very funny. One of the things I was going to point out was the, the only one of these three movies I remember seeing in theaters, and I believe I saw off all three in theaters, uh, was the first one because I remember going with my mom. It was just me and my mom, so don't even say you're sitting between my parents' joke like you normally would because um, my father wasn't even in the picture yet. Thank you. Making fun of my broken home. I didn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, we went to – we had like one of those – you know what I miss? Uh, movie theaters and malls. Like, 
they, I don't know why they just felt cool, right? Like, did you guys have like movie theaters and malls growing up as a kid? You still do. Yeah, imagine. I still, sure. do. Yeah. still do. Yeah, but the, the, yeah, like, there's one down in Color Bay, or yeah. yeah. There's the Altamont Mall has that movie theater. In True. It, and it always smells like popcorn in the mall. True. We always complain about it. Well, it's because also because there's a popcorn thing in the middle of the mall. Yeah, so there's just too much popcorn. Well, in Ohio, all those fucking things close. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one that was really, really cool. It was my favorite mall, and it was just a really cool theater. And we went, me and my mom went like late night, like a Friday night, uh, and saw the Mighty Ducks. And I swear to God, you would think that this audience was watching Rocky like in seven in like the 70s for the first time like there was women like standing up and clapping and cheering like chanting go ducks it was like one of the coolest like in theater experiences ever which is why i think like i subconsciously hold such a special place in my heart for the mighty ducks uh, film franchise uh not to the extent that you two have uh i'll i'll defer to augie who uh is an actual <clears throat> professional hockey player. yeah is, is is a hockey player um well, i don't know about that but uh, Augie, you played in the minor leagues. What do you mean you don't know? You played. Oh, no, you, the way you worded it was like I was professional now, and I can barely. Hit. You, you got, got as, as far as Gordon Bombay did. It's true. And now he's <laughs> at roughly the oh same gosh. age too. Oh my gosh! And Gordon Bombay now owns the Ice Palace. It's true. Spoiler alert for Spoiler my alert game for my yep. Which You're we'll leading get, which the we'll life to. of Gordon Bombay. It, well, that. Is something. Yeah. Because man, does he look like shit in the fucking in the the Mighty Duck series? You know what? If I squint and I see your dad from across the room, he kind of looks like Martin Sheen. <laughs> I see it. Uh, what is uh? What is your uh first memories of the Mighty Ducks, and what do you remember about about uh these movies as a kid slash as a young teenager? Man. I don't remember what happened last week. Um, so I don't, I can tell you that I have seen the first two movies, um, more specifically the second movie, but I've seen both of them at least, I, I don't know, 40 times each, maybe. Um, the second one, probably 50 to 70 times. You know what I mean? Like, especially as a kid, like just watching it all, every time it was on in the background, didn't care where it was, I'd watch it. The D3, maybe I've seen five times. So, it can, it can suck it. Uh, I can't tell you the first time I watched it. I don't even know if I've seen it in theaters. I believe I did see D2 in theaters. Um, actually, yeah, I, I did see D3 in theaters. And, um, yeah, that was a waste of money. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, all I can tell you is that it's uh, pretty much shaped my entire fucking life. So, so tell us a little bit about that. You played hockey. You how long have you been playing hockey? Yeah, for those that don't know, yeah, give us like your yeah, hockey give us background. Your, give us your if, background. If you, if you had a hockey trading card, what would the back of it read? So, yeah, basically back uh, in 1993 when the Panthers first were a, uh, the inaugural season team, I was uh, living in a particular neighborhood, and a neighbor of mine was playing hockey in the street, which, fun fact, to this day, he's still on two of my five teams that I play for. So I still play with this guy since day one. Um, and he was playing in the street, and I was like, man, that looks kind of cool. And he goes, hey, I got an extra pair of skates. You want to try it? And I was like, yeah, sure. So it started off playing in the street. Um, it would be me and him, and then it would be me, him, and I got my brother into it. So it would be me, him, and AJ. 
And uh, for a little bit since we, you know, because it's kind of boring just to shoot an empty net, we would we bought some goalie pads and we would dress up my, at that time, maybe she was like oh, 93, 89. She was four or five years old, uh, my sister. And we she would just, we would just strap on these goalie pads and she wouldn't move. She would just stand there and we'd kind of just hit her with the, the, the ball or the puck, you know, back in those days. Um, oh, it was good. I got to find the picture because her outfit would be, she was a, a fan of like the pink ranger. So she had like the pink ranger outfit on and then we put the goalie pads over it. And then she had this long poofy curly hair, like down to like, basically like the lower of her back and that's sticking out of the helmet. And then she just stand there in the goalie net. It was fucking awesome. awesome. So, so yeah, so I, we would do that in the front of the house for a little bit. And then when I got bored, I was like, well, where else can we go play? And he's like, well, I played in this league down the street. And, um, I was like, all right, sign me up. And that's how I started playing. And then I was with that first coach for the first eight seasons of my life. And then then Ice Arena opened up and I started working at the Ice Arena before it opened. They, they uh, illegally hired a 15-year-old to do some welding and some construction and some some shit under the table that I was not supposed to be doing at the age I was doing it, but I didn't give a shit. I was like, just get me in, get me in. I just want to play. Let's go. I wouldn't trust uh, you to weld today. Yeah, you know, whatever. We were literally bringing in wheelbarrows of sand, so it was. At which ice? Uh, which rink did you work? Kendall Ice Arena. Oh, that shit goes down, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're good. No, no, it's still there. It's just as much a piece of shit. That's where I would. I, uh, I will say that uh, for those of you at home that were just guessing and banking on the fact that uh, Augie's start with hockey was exactly the same as Gordon Bobbay's, which was uh, court appointed because of a DUI. You are that's wrong. Not, that's, not, <laughs> that's not where he started hockey. Don't you pay attention in the movie? In the movie. Yeah, no, that's played as a peewee. Sorry. Sorry. How yeah. dare I forget? That's how I got into coaching. That's how I got into coaching, which is just like Gordon Bobbay. But then, but then, you, and you played in the in the minors, right? Not necessarily minors per se. It was um, okay. So there's two different types of like lower level. It's it, it was Connecticut. Thanks for remembering. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But um, no, it was um, I. I played juniors. Juniors is a different type. It's not necessarily minors because minors is like you're, you're a professional. You're getting paid. And the juniors, I didn't necessarily get paid per se but everything that i wanted all my equipment all my uh housing because i actually literally drove away from my house one day waved by to my mom <clears throat> drove up to connecticut met with my new what they call a billet family um who is like a, a family that supports the, the team and they just provide housing and what have you so i literally drove up to a subway in connecticut met my billet family in a subway we shared a sandwich together and then i lived with them with, with the, i lived with them for the next year and a half uh so that was a weird ride home uh what is your life brand new, you literally you literally just meet them. You say, hey, what's going on? How's it going? And then you just go home with them. And then you just like sleep well, there. For that's the kind of like, like a host family. Like when I studied abroad, like I lived with this family that I had never met before. And the lady only spoke Spanish and yo no hablo espanol, even though I was in Spain. That was the whitest thing I've ever heard. That's how you talk. That's what I had to say to her. <laughs> I'm lucky I had a roommate who spoke Spanish. It was bad. But um, I guess it's kind of so, like yeah. Family, you know, you just that they know what they sign up for. It's 
that's essentially what it is. It's a host family. There, the the team gives them, you know, a stipend or some money to to cover our costs. And literally, I would just, you know, I didn't pay any rent. The, the team covered it. Uh, I didn't buy any groceries. I literally would tell the billet family, "This is what I want. I want to get this." Da, 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 da. Give them a list. They go buy it. I tell the team, "Hey, I need new skates. I need some new gloves. I need a helmet." They get it for me. And literally, my life was just uh, Monday through Thursday training, and then weekends we would, you know, go out of town play some games. And uh, yeah, that was. And then you ended up fun. still doing improv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's literally what happened. Well, okay, so this kind of relates to hockey because I, you know, uh, ended up moving back home. I, I had some college offers or what have you, but my family was going through some shit, um, and I just wanted to be back home with the family. So I came back home with the family, um, and I was like, you know what, I. Let me just go get my college degree and an FIU in Miami. You can't get shit done because there's too many distractions. I was like, I'm going to go up to Gainesville, go to Gainesville. And there was no fucking hockey. And you're talking about a person that was playing at least five times a week. Um, and that was like my livelihood. So when I went to Gainesville, there was not, there was no hockey. No. And so I was like, I got to do something else. And Jeff Quintana was like, Hey, try some improv. And I did. <laughs> and that's how I got into improv. That's the best impression of Jeff Quintana and also a, a, a animatronic dinosaur that was just birthed. Um, I'm so thankful for everything that you went through because it brought us together. And I don't think I've ever had so much fun as when I went and watched you play that one hockey game that I went to watch you play. I thoroughly <laughs> it. was awesome. I, was that when I was there with my... I, I was there with a particular girlfriend at the time, and I think her she was on the phone with her mom. And mind you, she's not on the rink; she's off to the side. And I'm playing my game, and I have a mouth on me when I play hockey. And her mom was like, "What's that going on in the background?" And she's like, "Uh, that's Augie." And yeah, so yeah, I, I get pretty competitive. I think into two different fights with two different people. The first one in was the same game. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. the first one was just natural. Oh, cool. The second that was a good one. Game. The second yeah, one, the same guy was like, you're trying to show off to your fucking friends? Because, of course, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. five of we us there. there. We were there. And you probably were like, yeah, bitch. And, like, you know. And then scored, I think you scored also the winning goal. I just started playing one of the arcade games. Like, I was yeah. like, this is awkward I as fuck. <laughs> uh, because I, uh, Augie and I have been through this I don't know how many times. I, I, hockey just doesn't get me. Unless it's a movie like this, I can't watch fucking hockey. When we went. We went to go see a, we Panthers, see a game. Panthers game. I don't know how you cannot want to watch that. Oh, I you watched were in the clubhouse. That's how I was able to watch. Yes. I was in the clubhouse. I had fucking food out my ass and everything else. It was great. But now, Molly, question question for you: Is it is it that the game itself doesn't grab you, or is it like not necessarily knowing the rules? Because there's a lot like like. Uh, this is gonna be really sexist, whatever. But a lot of girls have a problem watching football because there's so many damn rules to football, and they're just like, I don't get it. It is, and so the same thing. It could be the same thing with hockey. It is a big combination of all of it. So again, didn't grow up with any fucking hockey whatsoever. Ohio, Ohio didn't have a team until the Blue Jackets, which was in like the early two thousands. Uh, and they sucked for a while until recently. Yeah. Can I just ask you, like, sidebar question? Why didn't Ohio have any sports teams, like while you were growing up? Because nobody was there. It was no, just, lots of people nobody wanted nobody wanted to be there. there. I mean, it was a depressing fucking city. You want to fucking like they, like they didn't have like talent. So we did. I'm just going to disregard you. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a hockey team. Didn't understand it. And yeah, just something about watching it. Like as a kid, like you couldn't really follow the puck on TV. Like I was too busy with wrestling and basketball. Why are you that, watching hockey to follow? Not the even. Puck? 
watching it for the games and yeah not even like not not even in the late 90s, I believe it was, when they used to put like a little white highlight over the puck. I think that was on Fox. They would put like a little white highlight thing over the puck. And then when they would shoot it, they would make a little blue streak come out of it. It was the cheesiest fucking thing. But there it was are legitimately fun. two moments in my life that I got minorly into hockey. And they might have actually been the same time. I'll you can correct me. The first, ironically, the first time that the Ducks made the Stanley Cup championship and they had that goalie that was going like nuts. Like I think the goalie won. Way too early for that. J.S. Jagir. Yes. When Jagir, didn't he win like MVP of the Stanley Cup and they lost like the fucking championship anyway? Like he was yep. going nuts. It was like yep. a big story. Yep. And was it the same year that Ray Bork won the the Stanley Cup with the Avalanche finally? Or was that a different year? Probably? That might. It might be. Um... I think that was. I think that was earlier. No, it might be it earlier. But that was again like a big story. Like when it crossed over into like. You know, me reading the newspaper and it being like the front page of like the sports section. I was like, okay, I should probably try to watch this. And like, you know, yeah, sure. I was always like trying to like sure, stay sure, up on things. Sure. Fuck you. What? <laughs> Just give me lip service. Let's talk about the goddamn movie, I mean, shall we? Miami too. So, you know, I grew up with the Panthers. I mean, the Heat, the Panthers. I mean, I had good team. Marlins, Dolphins. Let's talk about the movie, shall we? Sure, we can talk about the movie. I've been waiting. So long to watch these movies and talk about them with somebody who enjoys them, but then I'll I fucking watch the movie. Well, no, but Augie's gonna fucking know what we're talking about. I, of course, enjoy the movies. I grew up with the first two. The third one, fair warning, the third one we're not gonna talk about until probably 20 minutes before next week's episode is over with. Uh, the majority of this is gonna be spent going over the Mighty Ducks and the Mighty Ducks 2. Here's a really, really general question Which movie do you, honest to goodness, prefer? The Mighty Ducks or D2, The Mighty Ducks? I prefer D2. I know my answer. Go ahead. Yep, I'm with Sam. So do I. And I, but I, like, The Mighty Ducks one does have a special place in my heart. Don't get me wrong, but I prefer... Well, because because the the first one is the... Yeah, the, the first one is the origin story. You know what I mean? Like, you need that. Like, it is, it's very important. It is, but the, but, but the second one is, like, they're on a world-scale level, okay? The, like, the, first, the first movie is the better movie, <laughs> by far. But... Yes, okay. More enjoyable movie to watch. And I the movie that's fair. That's fair. the movie that nine times out of ten, if someone's going to quote a line or make mm-hmm. a reference to something... I got some. I got some quotes. I have plenty of quotes. The first one. I have plenty of quotes, but... When people are thinking the Mighty Ducks, they odds are, are thinking of certain characters or certain moments that took place, I feel like, in the second movie versus the first movie. That doesn't count the things that started in the first movie, like Cake Eater and some of the other like running gags. Like Those permeate throughout like the entire franchise. But D2 is what, if you close your eyes, I picture things from D2 before I picture things from, from the Mighty Ducks. Um, I, I thought we were all going to be in agreement there, but it still goes without saying. Um but they actually are more close together than I thought they were. Like the, I still enjoy both of them thoroughly. Well, number one, they came out within a span of like 16 months of one another. The yeah, first one yeah. came out like, like Irish twins. October 92. The second one. Came what? Out. What? Hold on. What is Irish twins? I've never heard of that before. Irish twins are um, siblings who are born as close together as you can be without actually being twins. So I think it's, I think it is 16 months. Like, Steve and his sister and Lolly and her sister are both 60 months apart, so like they're Irish twins because basically Irish people are drunk and can't wait to fuck again, so they immediately have kids as soon as like well, it's ready to go. A of, well, a lot of people do because a lot of gotcha. people you can get pregnant when you're breastfeeding. Yeah. But the Irish proved them wrong. 
Um, <laughs> but like, so we went over this with the Rocky franchise. Like yeah. each movie starts with like a recap of the previous one. But I was shocked how like the first two start like exactly the same. Like, and they put you in the right mood for like a serious sports movie. And then within twenty minutes, no, there's like a serious sports movie. 20, with, within twenty minutes, there's mean? there's farting and then there's. Matt Averman takes the stage. His name is Lester Averman. No, I know it's uh, Dave Lester Averman. Thank you very much. What? But he reminds me of Matt White. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're going to get there. The credits, like the look, the music, the style, like it. it it's so 90s. The Zubaz, it's so 90s. B2 The Mighty Ducks probably should be on the Mount Rushmore of 90s things. It's super 90s. The Street Hunt. Yes. It's yes. Super 90s. The music. Do you see, like, when when they're when they're playing with the street hockey kids that teach them how to be tough? There's so much tie dye in that scene. I can't like. Well, also, <laughs> it's as soon as like they're like, "Why well, don't we play a real game?" And it's party people. It's like this is the best use of whoop there it is. Because it's hot in South Central Los Angeles, and you got to make sure you're you're cool. I don't fucking know. Wait, mullet. Wait. Sam, where was it at again? South Central what? Where? Los Angeles. <laughs> That's the closest you come next. It sounds <laughs> right. <laughs> this, I can't. Los Angeles. All right, anyway. Uh, and then, so we'll start with the first one. We'll try to go in some semblance order. I have so many fucking notes. Okay, how many notes I have? I, I know, I have a lot of notes. I have so many notes. So before we get into like the kids in hockey, let's get into like the background of Gordon Bombay and the fact that they trusted Emilio Estevez to talk so much legalese <laughs> to start this movie. <laughs> like the first scene, like you see Gordon Bombay, you know, doing his lawyer stuff, and you can tell he's a good lawyer. Vis-a-vis. He's like vis a vis concordantly vis-a-vis. with the case of this. I was like, y'all realize you hired Emilio Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this is my first uh, ex- this is my first exposure to Emilio Estevez. What was he known for before this movie? He was a Brat Packer. So, like the big movies he, he of the eighties, he was in. Pink. No, 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 Not no. Not no. Breakfast Club. Please let the person actually knows movies answer this question. He was in the Breakfast Club. Was his big break, and then he was also in Saint Elmo's Fire, <laughs> two of the biggest like eighties like teen dramas comedies of their time. It's dramedy. And also, dramedy. Also, of course. They call it dramedy. Bitch, I'm gonna swear to God. Also, he's Charlie Sheen's brother and Martin Sheen's son. <laughs> so they are a well-known family that he decided to keep the family name as opposed to changing it because he was like, I ain't gonna get that good to work anyway. So I might as well just keep the Estevez. Um, what in the world was that opening case about? So I really thought about some of this stuff really hard. There's an you old really there's an old lady on the stand that is getting cross-examined by uh, by the prosecution, and Bombay is all over it. It drives me crazy when I notice these things in movies. So I'm like, I just start contemplating and like coming up with my own story in my head. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a minor talking to by his boss, who, by the way, his boss seems like a really nice guy at first. 
Ducksworth that's is like. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Supporting him, being sweet, taking time off, encouraging him. And because of that minor talking to, he goes out and just blatantly <laughs> drives drunk. <laughs> No, I think that he, he, he would do that uh, multiple times. Yes, that but that really isn't like like spoken oh, no, of until the it. until the third movie. Until the third movie no, is I really got it. until the third movie is when he really like talks to Charlie and was like, you know, I was an alcoholic. And it's like, okay, I, I you can surmise that, but let's remember that this is still a Disney movie. You could not make the Mighty Ducks as is today under the disney umbrella because they wouldn't allow like half of this shit in it when was the, so when was the last time you actually watched the first mighty duck soggy uh probably a year ago if i had to guess okay within a year <clears throat> so on top of on top of of course the whole jumping off point of the movie being the fact that he gets arrested for drunk driving uh this is everything that's said in the mighty ducks one bastard pissed oreo line too busy with the mailman, circumcisions, ass, bitch, and blue balls. All in a PG well, Disney sports movie. Whatever, it's fine. It's it's nineties. I I will I think all those are still fine, except for maybe the Oreo line. Um, but everything else is possible. Well, even from the Mighty Ducks to D2. No, I think it's actually no, I think it is D2 because uh Juicy Schmoulet is gone. Uh, yes, that's who that is in that movie, in case you didn't know, people. Terry Hall. Yeah. Terry Hall is played by, uh, I can never say his name right Jesse. now because of Juicy. of Dave Chappelle. Uh, he's replaced by Keenan, essentially, and Emilio Bombay puts the three of them on the ice for a purposeful reason in the second movie, but does not call them the Oriole line. So, and, you know, I love that era of kids' movies. Like, Julian's not going to get that. She's going to get, like, the very watered down uh like like pg is pg style of movies yeah. where back in the day like you could get away with all this stuff and when you get older you basically watch the movies all over again because i didn't get the oreo line when i was a kid i didn't get the circumcision line or stuff when i was a kid they give you a better appreciation because you can grow up with them sure well also because back then if you weren't happy about what they said in the movie all you you're only the only thing you could do was write a, a strongly worded letter right. to the networks or to the movie you know companies and 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 nobody else would hear or see about it nowadays you have social media and twitter so of course they have to go the softer route yeah you just you just told your friend about it and you're like well sorry pal <laughs> I can't yeah <laughs> then don't go watch the movie who gives a shit uh so I have a lot of big, like, overarching questions about hockey for you, Augie. Sam and I both do. Sure. Uh, We've had this one question let's since start we with that watched one before I Miracle. We watched Miracle, which Augie was really upset about because it's his favorite movie ever. Um, but we watched this movie, and we've had this question. <laughs> yeah. This is what Mullet was referencing earlier that we've been wanting to ask you because we didn't know why they did it. And you're the only person we know who would know the answer. I could have Googled it, but I said, fuck it. No, we're going <laughs> to Augie it. Um, why do you burn a hockey stick? Like, there's a, some scenes where they're, like, burning their sticks. So why do you do that? Oh, well, like a torch or like a blowtorch? Or a lighter. I'm not sure what it – I don't remember what, what they have. But, like, they're uh, burning <clears throat> the, the bottom part of the hockey stick. The blade, the hockey blade of the yeah, stick. Yeah, okay, yeah. so yeah, a lighter would 
a lighter wouldn't work. It needs to be like a blowtorch or something like that. But basically, the blade has a particular curve to it. And if you want to change said curve, you heat it up with the torch, making the blade a little bit softer, and then you can slowly bend it or curve it the way you want to do it. There are rules in hockey that you can't have. Like if you lay the blade down flat on a, on a, on a surface, you're not supposed to like fit a dime. If a dime can fit underneath it without it touching the blade, then your curve's illegal in certain areas, whatever. So, but everyone has a certain curve open toe or closed heel or whatever anyway there's a bunch of different terminology to it but are you talking about shit? yeah so you so you heat up you heat up the blade a little bit and make it soft and then you curve it the way you want to and then when it cools it stays in that shape that's why you oh, heat up a curve i see what kind of curve do you like on your hockey stick stop flirting with hockey <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, I liked the wicked curve, but now these days, uh, whatever, whatever we'll do, whatever we'll do. I'm a little less Boston. Uh, so <laughs> something that I didn't really notice in the, like in these movies that I really noticed in Game Changers and now watching them, how big can peewee hockey actually be in some parts of the country? Because so I get we're in Minnesota and there ain't yep. anything else to do. Literally. Children in Minnesota, when not playing, children in Minnesota, when not playing hockey, are having to put dog shit into purses for entertainment. Uh, <laughs> no, never done that before my life. That? Have you ever done that? No. Oh, yeah, look. The the dog shit? No, because I don't want to scoop up dog shit. I would just like egg the house or do something else. Like I, you know, dog shit just seems too. It's gonna be a felony, you know. Um, but like <laughs> a peewee league and a team has their own rink, their own banners. And they're making the front page of national hockey publications. Uh, the number one hockey publication. In the world. Mind you, on a tie game result. Is this <laughs> accurate. accurate or even in the rink? I was going to say ballpark, but I'm trying to keep my analogies correct. A accurate? No. But in the ballpark, yes. Um, in Canada, it is... They take it super serious in Canada. Um, and as far as like a team having their own rank, like that actually is a thing, but it's not just one team. Like, for example, let's say we stick with the Mighty Ducks and they have a rank in Anaheim, uh, you know, or in whatever, in Minnesota in this case. So in Minnesota, that rank will be the Mighty Ducks, but there'll be a, a under a, a U18 team, a U16 team, a U14 team. So it's more like a, a franchise per se, because you have multiple Mighty Ducks teams. So that rank will have Mighty Ducks shit all over the rink because they want, they're, they're selling their team. Um, so yeah, that's kind of realistic. And specifically i like that the movie takes place in minnesota because that is one of the biggest hockey beds in america in u.s um they actually sell out massive arenas for the high school championships and they do introductions and i'll send you some videos they do like these weird haircuts and mullets and these kids go it's it's funny shit but they are selling out arenas for high school hockey championships in minnesota so they do not fuck around when it comes to hockey and I guess, like, so in Game Changers, and I think this as well, like, they're in, like, the Hawks arena, and we don't ever see, like, if there are other levels. I think we also don't see because the age groups here are really hard to follow because <laughs> I think are supposed to be 10. No, no, no. So, te no, technically, 
technically, if they're going by, I mean, again, I don't know what the ages are in the movie, but Pee Wee is supposed to be twelve and under. That is Pee Wee. There's, there's, uh, it goes, it goes, might squirt. Pee-wee, Bantam, Midget. Midget is 18 and under, or 17 and under. Uh, Bantam is 15 and under. So anyway, yeah, Pee-wee's 12 and under. So I don't know if these kids are 12, but whatever. Well, Especially not Fulton Reed. Well, well so that, that was my point, is that f- at one point when they're, like, when Fulton is being made out to sound like Bill, Bill fucking Brasky, <laughs> <laughs> it, said it said that he has to repeat the sixth grade, but is also getting college offers. And I'm like, how fucking old is Fulton Reed? At any time, he could be 10 to 26, and you have no fucking idea. Um, now, is Pee-wee intergender? Uh, yeah, well, it should be. I mean, unless unless you're in a location that's big enough to have its own women's program. Like, I mean, shit, I play hockey in Florida, so everything is intergender. But if you're in a location – I mean, in Minnesota, I would think that they're big enough to have their own women's hockey program okay. that doesn't need to be intergender. But, sure, it can be done. I'm surprised about that answer. Such a great answer. Well, because this whole Who time – to get Augie to participate actively in a podcast. You just have to make it possible. This has basically right? turned into an Augie <laughs> Attila shoot interview. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Augie, uh, what are your thoughts about Enzo Amore? That's a joke for just me and Augie. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that didn't age well, huh? Shit. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, but what when that video was put on, it almost aged very well, but somebody made it. <laughs> Should I ask that question? So that's a surprise. Because also, I specifically remember again my weird memory. I remember seeing commercials for the Mighty Ducks, and the the marketing campaign really emphasized Connie in some of the earlier commercials. Because yeah, it was like the girls to go and see the movie. Yeah, it was like nobody. The so, yeah, going to see the movie, I was expecting to be a, a big thing, and she has that skate up scene with Bombay where like she seemed like the only sane, normal, nice person on the team, and then she just basically evaporates for three straight movies. And it's like, okay, I don't know why that was a point, but... It's because they wanted girls to go and see it. Uh, this is before Joshua Jackson became, like, the heartthrob. For a size of that team, for the size of that team, uh, Bombay requesting $15,000 for equipment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's accurate. Sam thinks it's accurate. I believe they actually only spend about seven to 9000 yeah, at, at Hans's thing. store. Uh, I mean, come check out Miami World of Hockey. I can get you fully suited up for less than 400 But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome for the plug. Um, um, I mean, it's, it's realistic-ish. I mean, you know. I mean, usually when you have a hockey team, they come with their own damn equipment. I mean, I get it. It might have I, I it could be, but that's like that's like, dude. You're going for the you're going for the top of line shit. You know what I mean? Like you're getting some good shit for these kids. So, so I do want to say that this movie does say some really like under the table and important things about class and race. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> like District Five and all the stuff with the Hawks and the preppy kids, and yeah. it it actually does. I'm not giving it an ounce of credit. Didn't mean to at yes, all. It no, it didn't. It, totally did. <laughs> it did not. It totally did. It did. Yeah, it did. That's why he, that's why he outbanks the cake eater. Yes, because cake eater in Minnesota means somebody who's rich, so rich that they can have their cake and eat it too. That's that's why yeah. they call people like that cake eaters because they're from the wrong side of the tracks, quote unquote. Well, the right side of the tracks. Well, no, the people. I guess are, it depends on your perspective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Because it depends on who you are. Yeah. Um, so so that, that was the whole point. They were definitely talking about it. And I think that everything that they, that the dad tried to do and that Ry- Coach Riley tried to do, and they bought off the Pee Wee Hockey League, I think all of that was talking about how like rich and money and class can buy all this stuff, like the best gear and the best team and all of when that. When also the attention. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he pulls up in a limo on. He pulls up in a limo onto the ice, and these kids are like amazed that they're seeing a limo. Like you know, he's in the hood. That also, that also leads to the second movie where they all want a fucking business card. <laughs> they're like, "Who wants a card?" And they're like, "Oh, I want a card." It's like, "Fuck you, you're twelve. What do you need a business card for?" Uh, I think they're fourteen. Why well, that point? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, in a peewee hockey season, I don't remember looking at the board. I was more focusing on the fact that how a whole team got the fucking meat. Uh, how many games? Vaccinate your children. <laughs> another great, another great message this movie has. How many games would they play in one of these seasons, Doggy? I mean, again, it it depends on your location and where you play. But you're you're assuming you're playing one season a year when it comes to travel hockey, so it could be anywhere between like twenty to. 60 games, I guess. You know what I mean? Like maybe 20 to 40 more realistic, but okay. they're, they're, they're at least. Yeah. Because they, they, the travel, the travel hockey, I'm telling you. And then now, well, again, look, I'm less well-versed in this because I'm playing hockey in Florida. Like our kids, mostly we go to, they go to tournaments and then they all play each other on weekends with the tournaments, but they're still getting in a minimum of like 15 to 20 games in a season. At least parents are paying, you know, five to eight grand a season for to rent ice time and to enter these tournaments and play these games and shit. But yeah, they're playing a handful. They're playing at least I would, if I had to guess 20, 20 to 40. Okay. So Hans, when he's seeing Bombay and their, their, their sweet little reunion scene, which is a very, very good scene. It's full of a lot of warmth. I, I've always loved Joss Auckland. He, he's a great character actor. He can be a dickhead in Lethal Weapon 2, and then he can be fucking Hans and the Mighty Ducks. Uh, Says that Gordon Bombay, in his final season, scored 198 goals in the season. That is true. If you play 60 games, They're trying to make him sound like Gretzky, because Gretzky as a kid legitimately did this type of shit. And that's why the Fulton read about getting college spot offers at like 12, it's like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're like a Connor McDavid or if you're like a Gretzky, like those, they were getting scouted at a very young age because they were leaps and bounds better than everybody else. But I mean, yeah. But that also means he must have not had a lot of assists. He was a fucking puck hog. You know what I mean? Like he's not passing that thing. Yeah, I'm also like so now I'm really getting into the like the minutia of it because uh, Riley says that after the first hawk game, the bank sets like a new hawk record, and I think they put up like 18 goals, right? something like that. So let's say Banks scored like 10 of those. Then how the fuck did Gorma Bay score almost 200 goals in a season? I'm just saying some of it doesn't make sense. Sorry for trying to look into the statistics of the Mighty Ducks closely. I'm still the guy that looks yeah, like the thing is, Space Jam. I'm positive, especially back in the 90s, that the three of us have, have spoken more about details as to like how many games and, and points per game and like the freaking like, come on. Then the writers, <laughs> then the writers. But, the- yeah. Then, then the writing team. Exactly. Like we're not, what is this? Like they didn't, they didn't hear about Moneyball until way later. Okay. So, so, so let me rattle off the rest of these then. So that way we're done with this little section. Uh, so the egg scene and the tying Goldberg scene 
directly is before the bonding scene where Emilio Estevez and Joshua Jackson awkwardly tickle each other in the front yard. <laughs> um, that all happens in the span of like two days, I think. Uh, Are those actual hockey, <laughs> hockey uh, uh, warm-ups that you do? Do you ever have eggs on the ice? Soft hands? No, I've, no, I remember I have a roller ring, so I don't think the eggs would work on mine because they wouldn't glide. They would just like explode immediately. Um, the egg thing is like you could do it essentially the tying up Goldberg that doesn't that's just like child abuse that's not really a thing (laughs) probably set up a lot of things for that poor Sean Weiss um I think after three games Ducksworth tells uh Bombay that he's been cleared he was sentenced to 500 hours of community service they practiced a lot they practiced a lot just saying um I think that oh, oh okay uh and then how is the hockey action in the movie Augie? You, it's actually pretty good. I mean uh, there's there's some of it especially in D2 um where it gets a little outlandish. Sure. Um but yeah for the most part it's you know it's pretty good. It's decent. They can the, the kids the kids at least seem like they can skate and they can play and you know it's it's the, I have a question. In the realm. I have a burning question that I angrily yelled at the screen several times while we were watching these movies uh are you allowed to take your helmet off when you're on the ice playing hockey no yeah. like well the, 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 like if your helmet comes off you got to come off the rink yeah right. not during play like not during play and not during penalty shots either you can't just take off your helmet and skate around without your helmet on no that's them trying to be like in the yeah especially in peewee or in kids no but I mean, they're trying to be like nhl you know what i mean like they're trying to you know whatever and also yeah, right also also i think it's more beneficial for like a movie being able to see your actors faces <laughs> like emoting and making like expressions i mean yeah if that's sam if that's the one complaint you have about them doing something illegal that doesn't get called then you're gonna have a big problem with the rest of the movies oh yeah no no oh it's already in my notes. yeah speaking of which the flying v is like the most illegal thing of all time well, right well it's only because you can't attack somebody who doesn't have the puck right no but yeah oh yeah that that scene where they line up and they hit everybody no, you can't. The way how they stop the flying V, yeah, you can't do that. Like, you can't hit somebody without the puck. However, fun fact: I have watched a lot of the flying Vs that they do, and at least the writers made it a point to make sure that they are on side. So, okay, so in hockey, they have the blue line, and the puck has to be the first thing that crosses the blue line. If a player on your team crosses the blue line first, and then the puck crosses, you're off sides. And when you watch those flying V scenes, the guy in the back will be holding the puck. And then right before they cross the blue line, he will pass it up to the front guy. He'll catch it, cross the blue line, and then he leaves it back to the last guy again. I'm like, ha, all right. So at least they gave a shit to look up the offside rule. And they they, they made an effort. Well, I'll, I'll, I just added a half point to this movie. <laughs> Uh, my final question before we dig into some of the best and worst scenes and whatnot. Roller versus ice hockey, Augie. Ooh. Mind you, the only roller hockey that I think happens in this movie is uh, the time when they're uh, literally trespassing in a mall. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're roller skating. Roller that's not even hockey. That's just them. Yeah, that's just yeah. aggressive skating. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, differences, preferences, does it matter? It does matter. It makes a big difference. It does make it, it, it's not, I mean, when you're, 
when you play the sport, it's a big difference. If you're not like mullet to you, it wouldn't be a big difference. You're like, it's the same shit. Just one's on roller, one's on ice. It doesn't matter. But, put me on, but yeah. to actual players. Put me on skates or yeah. rolls, I'm screwed. I can barely walk on my own fucking foot skin. So. I, I prefer ice skates. Ice hockey is like five and a goalie versus five and a goalie roller Roller hockey's four and a goalie versus four and a goalie. Uh, there's offsides in in ice hockey and roller. Typically, you don't play offsides. Roller hockey in general is like more of like a slower game, but it's more like passing around and like setting up plays. Whereas ice hockey is a much quicker paced game. Uh, and the checking aspect, hitting roller hockey, there's no hitting, and in ice hockey, there is hitting. So. Um, those are the major differences, and obviously there's some small things in regards to skates or you know certain sticks or whatever. But I'm not, that I would be here all day if we did this shit. I feel like this is an interview as if I wrote the fucking movie. <laughs> so, so Avi, when you were no, which do you prefer? What uh, roller ice? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man, I, look, ice is the real thing. So ice is where it's at. However, I have a huge soft spot in my heart for roller because that's where I first started playing. I've been playing roller since I was nine years old and I didn't start playing ice until I was 14. Plus I own a roller rink. So there's that too, you know? Yeah. Uh, Miami, Miami roller hockey. Uh, <laughs> they are insured. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shit. Um, what a couple. So yeah, all that whatever. said, uh, what's your favorite scene in the movie? What's everyone's favorite scene in the movie? I've got a couple. In D1? In the first one? Yes. Yeah, you guys start. All right. So I think my actual, I have a couple as well. Uh, I, I, have, I have a few that I <clears throat> don't like in the first one. Uh, yeah, I have a few. My, my favorite scene in the movie, I think, it's funny, it's not a hockey scene or like even with the kids scene. I think it's, uh, I think it's Emilio's best scene is the scene where he just quacks at his boss and like loses his job. Quack, He's quack, quack. so fucking quack, 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 quack. So good in that scene. Everybody's good in that scene. Well, and I think that scene was super important too, because he's like, "You wanted me to play fair. Like, you wanted me to do this to learn how to play fair, and um, you know, how to be part of a team." And he's doing the complete opposite. I thought it was really great. Yeah, he's look back at the whole. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get into acting here in just a few moments, and we're gonna really, <laughs> we're gonna have to really have to define that um but th- that is probably <laughs> that, my favorite yeah. non like team bonding because like i think a lot of the montages of you know like them learning how to play even them at the, like the the da- not the dallas stars but the minnesota north stars i think they literally left the following year from mm-hmm. when this movie yeah, was, was shot because so. it, it threw me for a loop i'm like why well, everyone's fucking liking the stars and i forgot they used to be in they minnesota in d2 yeah, yeah, yeah because I, he's like oh the dallas stars yeah because yeah because of Dwayne. then they were in dallas um but like like those scenes are really good despite the fact that that one hawks player turns into a fucking columbine shooter and threatens a kid in the middle of fucking public because he's on another fucking team like a serial killer um there, but there's no way that that uh, minnesota north stars player remembers gordon bombay from the peewees thank you for writing this no way everyone can re- recognize gordon bombay after this having guy. not seen him for 25 years this guy ruled in the peewees uh so those are probably, and also the, the, the school scene as well. Uh, gotta, gotta give it up to a public school just allows all their students to wear fucking hats in the middle of class. Um, uh, th- those would be, those would be mine. Yeah. I think that the tension scene was when they're all going to tension was fucking awesome. I love that. Um, I don't know. I, 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 <clears throat> I really do like when Gordon Bobby first meets 
the team. Like when he drives onto the ice with the limo and the limo driver's even nervous about driving on the ice and he looks and he's like, no, it's good. You're good to go. And like that with a, no questioning, like just like, I got this shit. Get on the ice. Let's go. Um, and then also, man, who's the kid with the leather jacket? Peter. Peter. Uh, I, I don't remember the kid's exact. I think his name's like J.D. Roth or something. Was yeah, very much, sense. very much one of those early '90s kid actors that was in everything. Maybe most famously known for, I believe it was Full House. He was in one of those very special episodes of Full Houses, Daniels. where um, where like his dad yeah. was beating him or something, and like Stephanie had to like like tell her dad. I really liked him, and I like. It's just sad there's not more of him in the, in the Ducks franchise. I don't know. I really did like that kid. I thought he was hilarious. So that's an interesting point to bring <clears> up <throat> because one of my I know I'm not to my D two note yet, but in D two I'm I'm purposely had a note that was like I really really love all the additions in D two, but thinking about it, I'm curious to see more so what the characters in D one would that are omitted how they would have reacted like to like their fame like it's more interesting to see what like the fucking ice skaters do and what peter does carp just ate his fat ass to death probably um but like <laughs> carp's not there carp just, carp just is dead but yeah but there there's a little bit more interesting stories i i'm not ultimately sad i miss out on some of them because then you get fucking portman and Dwayne and ken Wu. like those are and and the greatest character name of all time julie the cat gaffney who we will get to. Um, Samantha? Yep. Um, I don't know. That I, you guys said a lot of the things that I already liked about the movie. Um, I just I just like how like indignant I got at like reacting to some of these scenes. Like towards the end, like Fulton gets ejected from the game for like defending Tammy's honor. That other guy like almost kills Adam Banks and gets two minutes. Adam Banks like, was attempted murdered in this movie. Like, <laughs> All of these things, like like intentional harm, result yes. In so how do all these hockey? Yeah, it, that's <clears throat> what money buys you two minutes instead. It's true. Yeah, no, something like that, like intent, and they, they literally say, don't they say intent to injure? Oh no, that was for Fulton Reed intent to injure. Whereas the other guy, that's in the second one when she pushes them down. Um, that's intent to injure. You're out of the game. They're trying to. Oh yeah, can you think? Can you fix my pads, boys? Yeah. Um... Oh. <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, Iceland. I've never met a woman before. Uh, oh. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a, that at least has to be like five in the game. If somebody ever slashed like that, especially after a play and like wax Adam Bay. And the thing is, the kid's lucky that's not completely broken. Like the way that. Oh, anyways, yeah. That those refs sucked. Yeah, and um, I liked the uh, reveal of the ducks. Like, oh, it's a like, good scene. Like yeah, that, yeah. that whole locker room yeah. scene when he's like revealing the ducks and they're like, ducks don't even have teeth. He's like, neither do hockey players. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I really like the, the whole thing and, and I love the, the motto of the Hawks. I can't believe you haven't mentioned it at all. I was going to, I was going to wait, oh, but okay. I literally have a shirt that says it. It's if you're a competitive asshole jerk, <laughs> it's not worth winning. If you can't win big, that's come on. So this earlier today we played a game of balloon challenge we play with our four-year-old daughter that every time we play i try to massacre her in <laughs> and she gets so mad she does and i win 95 percent of the time and if she wins she earned it it's good parenting 
Exactly. Yes. You know how good she's going to be in a little bit when she's like getting more and more pissed off and more and more competitive? She's going to go professional in Balloon Challenge. If she ever does organized sports like this, I'm going to be like the crazy mom. Like oh, Charlie's I'm... mom. I'm going to be the one who like comes and says, well, how, why are you driving down the ice? You better not be like Charlie's also, mom. I'm going to be like Charlie's mom. Fucking all the coaches. Yeah, because uh, you're going to be thirsty I'm... as shit. Also, on the contrary, like like – the day that Jillian beats Mullet, maybe like let's say at basketball or something like that. It's gonna be a great day for Jillian, but Mullet's gonna be like on suicide watch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna reinforce my closet beams well, like, <laughs> so to we, make sure I can. We play like board games and stuff with her a lot too. And like, there was one night that we played a bunch of games, and she legitimately beat us in all of the without, games without any without, some help, without help or anything. They're games for toddlers, so yeah. it's not like it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, Candyland doesn't. Yeah, Candyland doesn't. Candyland's a random draw. She almost beat me in Candyland. That was fucking bullshit. Other games, like we have like a couple other card games like and stuff, and Mullet was legitimately getting mad. Yeah. And I was like, let's play one more time because I want to win. Coach <laughs> Wiley trained me well as a youth. Uh, scenes or things you don't like about the movie, but the one. Uh, anything Charlie's mom and romance is a total snore skip for me. Uh, and that's not just because of like it's unnecessary in these movies. They really are necessary through, the, through all three movies. Gordon Bombay's love life just fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's says, unnecessary. It's though. unnecessary. Wait, wait, three movies and ten episodes. True. Oh, True. Because we haven't gotten any payoff to that to Game Changers yet. Uh, but like anytime we're like he's not being a cool coach, like the apology scene, the scene where he says that he when they're in Mickey's dining cart, which I really want to go to just because of this I movie really and Jingle All the Way. Um, and like <laughs> Joshua Jackson has to like cry. Um, he, he was showing his acting chops. Oh, he grows really? a lot. He really grows a young. lot. He grows a lot, and he does so much. I am a big fan of watching his evolution. <laughs> He's not the MVP of this movie, but he I might know. get one before we're done. So oh, I'm gonna say, I, I, yeah, I have him nominated a few times. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree there. Um, shit, what the hell was I just gonna say? Oh, keep going because I didn't know what I was gonna say. Uh, he is still good. Like I think about his facial expression when he's like when Great. Bombay is like like yelling at him to cheat and he won't do it. Like he is so goodness <laughs> for a kid actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead before you forget it. Yeah, no, he's awesome. But uh, what? Because like, I'm assuming like I think Sam's a big fan of Joshua Jackson. What was he in before this, or was this Nothing. his first ever? His first foray, and then from this, he uh, spoiler I guess for the third movie. He didn't want to do the third movie. Um, at all, you want to get into more oh, roles, and then um, I like him more now. And I think after this, he did Dawson's, Dawson's Creek, Creek yeah. and that's where he got his big break. Yeah, I mean, this would be his big break, but well, Dawson's Creek no, no, cemented. Yeah, this is, yeah. Dawson's Creek <clears throat> Joshua Jackson. Let's be real. He's like the second or yeah, third lead in a Disney franchise. Sure. And tell me what any of those other children are doing now. Uh, Sean Weiss is addicted to meth. Uh huh. <laughs> um. Danny Tamborelli gets invited to all that reunions. Uh, uh, Fulton Reed. Fulton Reed's been in a couple things. Fulton's he had was a, in Mockingjay. No, Fulton's had a really good career. He, he, he had, was in Daredevil. He's well, Fulton's had a really good career. He was in the Hunger Games. Movies. Yes. Well, no, Daredevil was even more recent than that. I think he might have been Sons, Sons of Anarchy as well. Sure. And of sure, course, sure. Keenan. Yeah, I mean, Keenan's had a, a yeah, good career. Okay. But um, but yeah. Besides none of the that, other people really did much else. Yeah. And it's just, and like they did like small bit things, but Joshua Jackson's like everywhere. Yeah, I mean, we just 
we, we joked that it's Emilio Estevez month and, and like this little run, but Joshua Jackson was in Bobby Jackson too. Bobby. They stuck together. Um, well, because ducks also. fly together. Uh, here's a question <laughs> I've always wanted to say out loud. Has a child, has a child, uh, can I have one too? Has a child ever They're been thirstier? Yeah. Has a child ever been thirstier for his mom's vagina before than Charlie is for his mom's in this movie? Good Lord, man. What? Well, so like, so like when Bombay comes over and like is apologizing, his mom's like in the other room. He's like, what do you say, Charlie? And he goes, do you want to stay for dinner? It's like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And then like, he's like, yeah, like a little girl, like playing with him. And then he's so upset when he's leaving. Uh, when over and cook for his mom later on, uh, you know he's like, "Go for it." It's like, "Good, it's your mom." Yeah. Plow my mom, please. Please cross-check my mom into the, the headboards of my my bed. Well, let's be fair. That's just Charlie like playing the game, knowing that he's gonna eventually get the captaincy because the coach is banging his mom. Well, because he wants his mom to get the captain seed, you know what I mean? <laughs> the captain seed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, besides that, just just how, like, there are, I can suspend my disbelief. And I'm saying this about the first movie, let alone the second one. But the second one is that 90s, I really equate this franchise to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle franchise. First one is very good, and it's probably a little too serious, but still, you know, nutty. Second one is bonkers, absurd, stupid, but it's so endearing that you love it. And the third one just shouldn't exist. Um, but this one, like, let's remember, they won three games. They don't even win the first game. They tie the first game. They win three games. They have a losing record and have won the championship. And they go on to immediately, the next year, represent the country <laughs> in the international yeah. competition. <laughs> Yon does not know. Yon Yon knew. Yon knew. Tibbles. Yon knew Tibbles. Tibbles. That's all you need to know. Yon knew Tibbles. That's all he needed. So, uh, so are we done with the first Mighty Ducks? We're moving on to the second one? We have to do MVP, LVP, and score. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Unless unless we're missing something from the first movie. Well, my only gripe is with the first one is, all right, and it's not just the first one. It's the whole series. Triple Deke is bullshit. Thank you. Please what? go on. It looks like bullshit. Triple Deke is bullshit. That okay, to 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 relate it to something that Mullet could understand, that would just basically be like, hey, just do a crossover three times. It's a secret move. It'll work every time. Just cross over three times and then go shoot it. That's all it is. You're doing three Ds. It's not like anything special. It's not faking. And in the freaking last shot that Charlie makes, if you notice, he does one, two, three, and then he just stops. And then he goes to shoot. So who fucking cares what you did before that shot? Even more agonizing, Gunner does the same thing in D2. Bombay puts over, like, I know this kid's move. Trickle, triple D, glove side. He's fancy. He'll go And then he purposely stops. That's why I like the one thing I do like the continuity is Banks is obviously the best uh, player everywhere. He does a triple deke in his shootout, and he actually does the move and doesn't stop and hits it off the pad. That's why he's the best duck player, number one. That's fine. Yeah, but but yeah, but no, thank you for pointing that out because I was going to, I meant to ask you about that that. soon. Was that, that move is horseshit. Another thing I don't like, 
the music for this movie, sure, I put over. Uh, oh, that's in the second one. The movie in this, the music in this movie sounds like it's from Home Alone and The Sandlot, and they bought the rights to one Marky Mark song. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's actually accurate. I do like like the Mighty Ducks theme, if you want to call it that, which sure. people heard at the beginning of this episode, and at the end of this episode, they probably are hearing "Womp." There it is, and God knows what I'm playing next week. But um, yeah, it's it could have been better. Yeah, MVP and LVP. I have quite a list. Uh, which whatever you guys want to start with. I think MVP. Let's go LVP. LVP. LVP? Okay. I think that's gonna be easier. I, 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 so I have three. Yeah. I think we have. There's one. I have two, but yeah, go ahead. You start, Augie. Uh, you alluded to one of them before. Um, I, I, Connie, like, she. There's no part. There's no point to her in any of the franchise. Like, she literally disappears. She's not a bad actress. She's not a bad player. She's not bad at. They just do nothing with her. And and. And you might as well loop in the second person on my on my list, her boyfriend, Guy Germain. The so, two of them are just pointless to the entire Guy, story. Guy they, they're, they're supposed to be the kids in love, and they don't even show the romantic act. Yeah, Guy is on my but list. Twelve. By the third one, they don't even. They, by the third one, it feels like they're already married, and they don't they, even like like they each other. He is considered one of the best players at the end of the franchise. Most improved player on the whole team because in that first faceoff, he didn't even move. He got pushed over. So and then he's like taken. Wait, you're saying Guy Germain is one of the best players at the end of the franchise? Most improved players. I think he's probably, if you were to rank all the Mighty Ducks players, which we will, um, he's probably towards the top half of the players. Oh, shit. So, 100 he is, and so I think you guys are doing this as if you actually had a ballot for the season. I'm looking at this as also like how good they are as performers in the movie well, that I'm yeah, watching. Like yeah, like contribution. Because spoiler alert: that kid Dwayne is probably one of the most skilled players in all of the franchise and all the TV shows, movies, and he doesn't he doesn't score a fucking goal. So the kid can't perform under pressure. There are two moments in this movie where Guy. No, yeah, you can. No, you can. As long as you keep it, as long as you keep it below the crossbar. So when you when you pick up the puck and you can, you can play like the you can do you can do that all you want. You can do that all you want as long as your stick does not go higher than the. the, Can you? As long as your, I can do some of it. Like I'm not as good as that kid, obviously. But you watch some of these pros warm up and like they can do like some crazy shit. As long as you keep your stick below the crossbar, which is the top post of the net, you can do all that shit all you want. There's a kid that was years ago who from Michigan who literally picked up a stick, brought it to the goal, and then just threw it in the net, but kept it under the crossbar. And it, it, that's called the Michigan goal, or some people call it a lacrosse goal, but it, it's a goal. Dwayne is basically it's good. paddle ball <laughs> the puck at some points. Yeah. Uh, there like, are- when they introduce him, when they introduce him in D2, you're just like, holy shit, this kid's going to be a baller. This kid's awesome. And then he fucking does nothing. Well, because this thing Go is ahead. that he's a show-off. There are two moments in this movie where Guy pisses me off so much. It's where he, like, just decides to start coaching the team. He's like, soft hands, Fulton. It's concentration, not strength. like, shut up, Gee. Who the fuck are you to take over Bombay's job? And then when... They're like arguing over who should take the final penalty shot. And they're like, I think Guy should take it. And he's like, yeah, okay. And the, he's like, well, I'm going to let Charlie finish where he started. He has like this look on his face, this little attitude, I feel like, where it's like, 
shut up. You're Guy Germain. You don't deserve this. So I'm all on board if you want to make a Guy. Uh, I don't think Adam Banks is a good actor, but we can let him slide. Uh, my actual pick was going to be, because Rob Schneider apparently wasn't available, Averman. He's so... As LVP? He's so bad. No, but, but I think he brings so much but, to it. And yeah. Oil for a lot of the other characters. Like the moody Peter and the dumb carp and Goldberg who never Dude, made he's... Philadelphia. Like, I think he's such a good oil for that. Goldberg's family made his, yeah. his he... ass in Minnesota. He's he is like with the dad jokes like he's the Fozzie Bear of the Mighty Ducks franchise like come on like you he's the lovable character who has corny and terrible jokes but you still love him you I, can't I him. I, have, I think Jillian is because he's just doing an SNL character in a movie and he just annoys me but you made a good case I'm fine with Gee because he he checks both boxes of being a shitty character and player and actor so is that who you were going with samantha or do you have somebody else no but it's fine I'll be who, no who, who, who are you gonna do that, you gonna... that serial oh, yeah. killer, the serial oh. killer hawks guy he's so like inconsequential his. i didn't like his face i didn't like his actions i think everybody oh, had who? what did you do my job it's like you're playing peewee hockey bro like, oh <laughs> samantha likes picking on these people that just look a little differently than her which that sounds bad. I have like three lines in a movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll go. We'll go with, with Guy Germain, uh, who is uh, Fulton Reed's legitimate brother. In real life, uh, Garrett Ratliff Henson is the LVP of the Mighty Ducks. I didn't know that. Yep. Shit. Okay. What's well, cool. funny because uh, so Fulton is is Elden Ratliff in all three movies, but he's best known career wise now as Elden Hansen, which his brother already had. Their parents probably had a weird divorce, and they just went with it. Um, or there was like people that already had those names. It's like a yeah. weird SAG thing. Uh, MVP. <clears throat> I think if any movie, we're gonna give it to Emilio. It's the Mighty Ducks one. And here's why. yes. This is the. Go ahead. Go go go. No no no. no. Yeah, you go go go. Go, go, go. No, I, I, I no. I I don't have notes. I literally was just gonna say this is of the three movies. This is the only one that I have him nominated. I have three names on my list, but this is the only one that I had nominated him I, for. I have four. It's hard. Uh, it's hard to comprehend how this movie works without him, because Emilio Estevez just naturally has this like perfect level of cheese factor to him that just makes him work. For this movie he i think he's really really good with his facial expressions and when he's non-verbal he does have some good like line delivery and stuff but the what what he does with his face and some of his emotions in this movie i think are really really well that said you wouldn't offend me if we gave it to coach riley because he is a perfect awesome old school coach he's dick such a dick and he's a great actor yes yes I like him that's the second name on my list and technically, it's the first name. It's the first person that I wrote down was Coach yeah. Riley. And I even put his, I, I even looked it up, Lane Smith. Like, that's, yeah. he's that's, the dude. Um, really quick, before we move on, before we move on from him, like the Emilio thing, right? Like, you guys do your research and all this sort of shit. Was, was this the first option? Was he the first option for the role? Or were there other people that turned it down? Or who? 
it's a great question that we're digging into the rewatchables here with recasting couch. I don't know that answer. I, I, I would be surprised if he was. I think that it uh, was. Um, look up, look that up while I mention my other two. Um, the third person I had, who's not it, but ah, I, Charlie Sheen. Wait, really? Yeah, <laughs> that would have been great. Oh, really? <laughs> Just give me my hand me downs. <laughs> um, much like uh, Ham is to the Sandlot, Goldberg is to the Mighty Ducks. Like you need that really charismatic kid. I think he's better in the second and third movie. Like he has a couple things in the oh, second movie yeah. that are fucking like, hilarious. Hey, thanks for breaking my fall. Yeah, anytime. Like he's just yeah, really yeah. funny and growing as an actor, and it's sad what ends up happening to him. Uh, and then I already mentioned Hans. Josh Auckland's only like in two or three scenes, but he's like the actual best actor in the movie. <laughs> That's just you know like doing his thing. But I'm fine either way. This is Emilio's only real chance with me. So, but I, it has to be said how good Coach Riley is. In this movie, so Samantha, yeah, we'll defer. I, yeah, because I uh, shit my. I had Goldberg on my list also, but my order was Coach Riley number one, Goldberg number two, and then Emilio number three. But uh, Coach, I'm, I, I would make a push for Coach Riley, man. I'm fine. That's him. So you know, whenever we talk about like MVP, it's supposed to be like the person who you can't replace. Mm-hmm. And. It, it yes to a certain extent. The person you can't replace. The also, this who, the best actor in the best part of the movie. Right, the best part of the movie. The per, like if somebody else did that role, it wouldn't have the same gravitas or, to it, or the same feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other people who who were going to get the role of Gordon Bombay before Emilio Estevez were Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Bill Murray, Michael J. Fox, and Charlie Sheen. And they all said no, and they all would have been more interested if they said yes. Yeah. So yeah. you just answer my question. It's Coach Riley. Yeah, it's Coach Riley. <laughs> 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 the whole time I thought you were Billy something. Like, no. All right. Well, I think he does a really great job. All right, Lane job. Smith. I think he does a really great job. I think Coach Riley edges him out in a, a few more of his scenes, his interactions with the kids, his interactions with him. He's just so... That collar work. That collar work. I mean, it's just, it's... He's got it all. Yep has it all and when i found out that emilio is only like 32 in this movie it made me <gasps> a little bit <laughs> no, he's like 30 in this he's younger than us in d2 he's just older than us in d3 he's about the same age as augie in <laughs> d3 all right, so Lane Smith, the MVP of Mighty Ducks. Garrett Ratliff Henson, the LVP for Mighty Ducks. Score time. Yeah. First Mighty Ducks. I can, I can totally, by the way, because I, I hate the Cowboys, but I can totally see Lane Smith coaching the Dallas Cowboys. Which Absolutely. Is like another... You know what's funny? So the only other the, – I always get him and the dad from the Wonder Year confused just because yeah. they, like, they have that they same energy look. and look. Um, the gray hair, I think. Well, because also the dad from the Wonder Years is always like a bad guy, like on Launder SVU and like all these other shows. He was very famously uh, he hilarious. He was not a bad guy. He was and, just a dad trying to protect no, his and there, child. No, in another episode, he got recasted oh, as one. Oh, yes, though. okay. But he also was a bad guy like in Walker, Texas Ranger and other things. But Lane Smith, famous bad guy in this, was actually a good guy. He was um, uh, Perry, the newspaper uh, editor-in-chief or whatever, in The New Adventures of uh, uh, Superman, uh, the Dean Kane show. So that was like his two cool. famous roles. So you know, it's kind of funny. Cool. I'm never gonna see him in anything else. Nope, he died. <laughs> He's meant, dead. He's been there for like meant, twenty years. I'm so. like I'm not gonna see the new Adventures of Superman. Oh no 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 no. Like, no that's a, that, that. that's a bet I will never lose or make <laughs> that I don't want to do that much Dean Cain. 
because uh, I already have way too many shitty Dean K movies upstairs. Score it, Augie, for the Mighty Ducks one. Um, man, I I think I'm grading on a different level. Everybody else, uh, I went pretty high, but not all the way. Um, I don't know, man. Love this movie, and I, I probably could have gone higher. I probably should have gone higher. I just went with eight point five. I really did like it. I, I probably should have gone a little higher, but uh, yeah, eight point five is where I'm at with with Mighty Ducks. I'm going with a yeah. 7.5. Nah, fuck off. <laughs> because, well, I'm also, I was saving myself a little bit for, for what's have, next. Have you looked up the Rotten Tomatoes, like, They're ratings terrible. for this? They're in the yeah. The, all three of them. All three of them, which which I disregard. So I totally just, like, threw that out because I was like, fuck you. Because if you're going to rate the one, two, and three the same, then I then you lost all credibility with me. I know. I was like, they're not that terrible. I mean... They're not great movies, but they're so much fun. And we've talked about this before, how, like, nostalgia play a big part in our Oh, absolutely. But, like, they're not, like, in the 20s. Like, would you give these 20s? No, no, no. I would give these positive reviews. Yeah, and, I mean, I feel like these would be, like, those 50% that we're always kind of, like, together on, you know? I forget which one it was, but one of them was rated 20 on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score was 65. And I'm like, okay, that's 65, 70, fine, I get it. I get it. So the total anyway. a- the total average is an eight point one seven for the purposes of our little thing. I'll just always use our score for like the end of the year stuff. So it'll be an eight technically, but uh, eight point one seven for the first Mighty Ducks. And that is going to do it for part one of our Mighty Ducks series podcast with guest star Augie Artillas. We talked about how we were going to bounce all around, and of course, we talked about Augie's actual hockey life and career so much. We ended up only talking about the first movie in this first episode. But don't fret. Next week. Same time, wherever you get your podcasts, part two of our Mighty Ducks deep dive, where we tackle D2, the Mighty Ducks, and unfortunately, D3. For the podcast, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. ArcadeAudio.net is our home base. Patreon.com slash ArcadeAudio for bonus content. You can also go to Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies, at MarriedWithMovies on Twitter, or MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For my wife, at Jam with your Sam on Instagram. For me, at your host, Malt38 on Instagram. For my show, Box and Friends, where I show off all the random things that I collect with guest stars, just like Augie, for the purpose of raising money for charity. And my retro wrestling diary is arcadeideo.net slash podbloggle, where I'm currently in the year 1994, rocking through a crazy time in the history of professional wrestling. For Augie, miamirollerhockey.com. Also, you can find Miami Roller Hockey on Instagram, a rock Augie on Instagram, and at Augie Artillas on Twitter, which you don't want to miss, but you will miss it because he never tweets, because his Twitter is just his friends telling him all the stupid things that he says, forced to be tweeted. For my wife, Samantha Mullet, who's normally on the couch, and for Augie, who wasn't on our couch but was over Zoom, this is Mullet at the table, sometimes the couch, a couple days after recording this, signing out. From Air with Movies. That was weird. Party people! Yeah! Tag team music in full effect. That's me, DC, the brain supreme. And my man Steve Bowman, we're kicking the flow. We're kicking the flow. And it goes a little something like this. Tag team, back again. Check it, direct it, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump, rejoices. There's a party over here, a party over there. Wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah. These three words mean you're getting busy. Whoa, there it is, hate man.
thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.